Okay. Um, so in yesterday's shiur, this today's talk we're going to do half bet, but we ended with a machlok at Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish regarding regarding what regarding whether tevel can be battled thereof. Okay, and that really impacted on our understanding of whether, if you recall the machlok yesterday, um, whether if someone's okay, say lefet, and they're going to either for the sake of hefker or for chutzlaaretz and things like that, whether then they have to have frasha first before they can mafkir it and the like. And we tied that we initially tied that tied that to the debate because whether you're going to mafkir because of because of laws of bittel. But then we said that actually Rav Yochanan Reish Lakish, this is towards the end of the shiri, we said that actually um, Rav Yochanan would agree, would agree with Reish Lakish. Then just read the last few words. But tevishing about sorry, but tevishing malbidivrehem. We explained that it's because it has not yet reached Gemara Malacha, maybe then he would agree that the that the uh, that the that the Teva would be Batel. So now we test that. It says as follows. But we learned in a mission, this is Mesef Tachala. The word Zeite Masik Shintarvu and Zeite Nikuf, Inve Batsir in Inve Ololot. So the assumption is here. Firstly, Zaiti Masik is referring to and and Inve Batsir, it refers to the either, either olives or grapes of the Balabite. Okay. The assumption importantly is most olives and grapes weren't for consumption, they were they were used for, for the, either producing um oil or wine. And therefore they have not reached Gemara Malacha. Okay. And it got mixed up in Zaitin Nikuf. And this is Zaitinikuf is as olives that left at the top that usually knock down and they're left behind at the end and they're considered health care. Or invade Ololot. Ololot, we know what Ololot are. They're the, the malformed bunches of grapes that don't have the shoulders or the droopy part in there for Maton Aniim. So in that situation, what does the Mishnah say? That if they get mixed up, you meant to mafresh mimakom acher. Okay, ideally mafresh mimakom acher. However, so now we say, one thing, Velot Tevlesh Nitmal Medivrei but one second, isn't this also a case where it hasn't yet reached Gemara Malacha? But nonetheless, we say that it's not Batel. So, how can, so that's testing our logic. We said that, that what? That, Reb, that, uh, Reish, that Rabbi Yochan will agree with Reish Lakish that it hasn't, if it hasn't reached Gemara Malacha, then, you can, then the Teva will be Batel. We see quite clearly here that it hasn't. So I can explain this. We're not talking about Zaytay Masik and, and Inve Batsir. But rather, we're talking about b'shemen zeitim masik shachlim shemen zeitimikos. We're not talking about the olives themselves, but the, the oil that was produced from that olives, and therefore it's rich gemaramalacha. Okay, so therefore, the, it's because it's rich gemaramalacha, that's when that's would support Rebbe Yochanan. Now, to explain this a little bit more detail, because why isn't this a kash, this whole thing kash on Reish Lakish? Reish Lakish says it's all always um, battle. The devil's always battle the road. And this seems to be a kasha. So to explain it, there are two ways to really explain it. The, the um, Reb Chaim says is that it, the way Reish Lakish would understand this is that it, it, to really appreciate this, there's also another Mishnah before. The Mishnah before talks about challah as well. You take sa'or from, from Isa that hasn't a challah removed and you mix it with other dough that has a challah removed, the din is the same. Okay, so the way Reish, um, the way Reb, uh, Reish Lakish would explain, explain both these Mishnahs um, he would say that we're talking about, yes, on the orator it's Batel, but Midrabanan, we treat the whole thing as if it's not Batel. So we're dealing with two different Rabanans here. Don't get confused. The first Rabanan we're talking about if it hasn't yet reached Gemara Malacha. And now we're talking about, yes, either way, it would be Batel, Midoraita. However, the um, Reshlaki says, yes, Midrabanan, we still have to address it. What difference does it make if it's Batel, if it's not Batel, Midrabanan, or it's not Batel, Doraita? 
oh, when you mafrish me makom acher, you must you can only mafrish me for something that's tevel only me the rabbanan, okay? Because it's really been the right of that mixture's battle. That's the difference. So he explains those mishnahs a lot, both like that. Okay. However, because the first Mishnah, according to Rabbi Yochanan, the, the, the first, the reason why this is a kasha Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan can't say we're talking about the Rabbanan, because the first Mishnah, according to him, wasn't battle even to a writer. Okay. Because he's dealing with Chala. So that's why this whole kasha was a kasha Rabbi Yochanan for consistency. That we must be talking about on the right level, not the Rabbanan. That's where Rabbi Chaim explains, explains the, the flow of the Gemara. Interestingly, here, just for the sake of completeness, a little, well, not really complete, because there's always so many explanations in Yerushalmi, but the Marafulda says is that the, the Reish Lakish is talking about where it wasn't Batel. There was still a majority of the Tebel. Okay, that's the way um, Marafulda explains, I think, quoting the Rush. Okay, in any event, that's that. So that closes off, our, that, that closes off the, what we were learning yesterday with the Matzal Rabbi and Reish Lakish. Let's continue. Now, we said if it's Lazera, if you take these, again, we said the turnips and radishes, you're taking and replanting them to produce seeds. Now, we said yesterday, it's because when you pull them out of the ground, when you're planting it for seeds, it's going to no longer be ra'ula achila. You mark, since you're going to mafkia to completely remove the world of trumas and ma'asrot, that's why you have to do afrasha first. Okay? That is as opposed to, we said, if you take zera and replant it, because it's going to have an extra goron at the end of the day, meaning once it's planted, it's still going to be in the world of trumas and ma'asrot. That's why, um, at least according to Rebbe Huda, was, yes, uh, sorry, Rebbe Akiva, you didn't have to worry about afrasha. Okay. Now, so therefore, based on what I've just told you, that makes sense if the replanting is only to produce zero, where it's going to no longer be edible. If you're, if you're t- picking it out and planting it so just for it to grow bigger and you'll be able to eat it, so you're just spacing it out exactly like the Stalin case, exactly like the seedlings, then he would agree to patur, because it's exactly like the patur case, because you're not mafkia, you're not being mafkia, mitrumas and masra. However, here we see a different explanation on the Mishnah. Rav Chia B'Shem Rav Yochanan says, Lo shniya, ben lezer, ben lechol. It doesn't make a difference. Even if you're pulling out these radishes to plant them again, now to grow even more for consumption, meaning it's still going to be chayv and shumas and we say it's still chayv to do afrasha first. Why? Mipnei shuhu gornan. Now, what does it mean, mehi shuhu gornan? That's the last one of the Mishnah. What it means is, is that, that since there's no other goren for it, Meaning, what's the end of work for, for, um, for radishes? I mean, for wheat, it's when you, you know, thresh it out, smooth over the pile. Here, that's the gorin. There's no other mark in terms of indication, completion of work. So therefore, simply pulling them out, since that's its gorin, you can't replant it. It's a bit like if you've smoothed over the pile already and then want to take seeds for replanting. Look, everyone agrees in that situation. You have to do our rushes, and master. So therefore, since with radishes, the gorin is simply when they're pulled out from the ground, that's why... Even if you're going to replant it for, for, for consumption, you'd have to do hafrasha trumas amasra. Okay? Um, uh, fine. Okay. However, Amrab Khanina, Rabchina says, Mipneshu machnisam minasheni laani u minhaani lasheni. So the, the Rabchina brings another explanation, which is uh, again a reason why you have to do hafrasha first. Why? What is, how do we determine the year? of trumas and masra for vegetables. When do, what do we go by? For fruit trees, we go by blossoming, correct? When it comes to, um, when it comes to uh, vegetables, it is going to be when it is plucked from the ground. So let's say what's happened is you're going to pull it out from the ground in year number two, and you're going to replant for food, and it's going to grow more, and you're going to pull it out again in year number three. So therefore, what's going to happen? The mass of the second type from this food that you've, uh, this radish you pulled out from the ground and planted back in the ground again, 
It's going to be a mixture now of second year produce and third year produce. So your second tart is going to be a, a it's going to be a mess. You're going to have a mix of masa sheni masa ani how to deal with it. Because again, when I first pulled it out, that's already that's that's covea the year for that which grew initially. I plant it again, I pull out for the ground, that which continues to grow is going to be year three projects. So what I'll do the second tart, it's a mixture of masa sheni masa ani. So let me read you Rukhai. He says as follows. Um, he says, to be Yerakod as in Ubata Lakita, for vegetables we go by Lakita. Vachav Shaakui Imshnia, he Chayev, but Master Shani. So if you pull that out in the second year, it's going to be Master Shani for you. The Imchosev Natan, Nato, if you're going to take it and replant it again, Pamim, it's going to sometimes, it's going to be Nechnesa Lishlishi, it's going to bridge the Roshana going to the, uh, the third year. If we didn't obligate you to do Afrasha when you first pulled it out, you're going to have to worry about two different Masra for, master for the second time. You're going to mess up. In other words, when it says Zeru Gornam, not in other words, there's two ways to understand what it means, Zeru Gornam. According to the first explanation, we just saw Gornam means that's its Gornam. It's like the piles being smoothed over. Here he's saying, according to this understanding, according to Rab Khanina, he says, no, Gornam means it's, it, it defines the year of which this produce grew. He says the beginning is not is not similar to the Shtalim, because why? He understands it's a machluk in terms of what Shtalim are. I've been a bit vague in it. Sometimes I've basically described it as like onions and things like that. However, the um however, he understands it means Shtalim actually saplings, like like Ilanot. Because there you don't have the problem of Master Shani Master Ani, because you don't go by when it's pulled out from the ground, you go by when it blossoms. Even if you go and replant it, it doesn't make a difference. It's still going to be Master Shavar. However, um, one of the question with that is that if you're taking something out and replanting it, um, you might, uh, there might be questions of uh, Orla and the like. So I'm not exactly sure how that, how that works, but I'll just leave that as a question. Okay, let's continue. Now, now we talked about these onions that took root in one's attic. Okay, if you recall, we said they took root in the attic, they're simply storing the attic and they started taking root in the attic. We said that it's tahor from what? Tahor, it's, if it was tamit, it becomes tahor, but only for that purpose. For everything else, it sounded like it was still considered minutak. Okay, because it's like, it's, it's just simply took root in the floor. Now, that's, we have to understand how this works. So let's have a look. Rabbi Yochanan B'Shem says, You've got um, some, a pile of onions that uh, took root. And we say, Now, what it means is on Shabbos, if you pulled one out, it wouldn't be considered tolesh. R- r- why? Because he says, When you have this whole pile of onions, and and you're doing it for storage purposes, that's not people don't plant onions in a pile. They plant onions spaced out so they can grow. Here, therefore, so therefore it's not if you pull one out, it's not considered tolesh. So it's patur aval asur. That's important. That's important. That's in a minute. We learn that from our Mishnah. Why? We learn that from our Mishnah because in our Mishnah, we says in the Aliyah, if it takes root, 
Tal militameh. We say it's tal militameh, meaning it's attached to the ground. But kevin shemindel in entara chashid mukubar, and since because in the Mishnah for tumantara purposes, it's still in mukubar connected to the ground, and in Shabbos lachachila also you shouldn't do it. So that's what Rabbi Yochanan understands from our Mishnah that again, if you've got this, hot, if it's not derech zria on Shabbos, still lachachila you shouldn't pull it out from the ground. However, let's have a look. Amalei Rav Shimon Ben Lakish. My Ichbala Shabbos Gabe. Now you you've got in your front your Gemara Masrod. Reb Chaim reads here Tarot. Why are you comparing the two? Why are you drawing a parallel? In other words, he understands. I'll just read Reb Chaim. Ma Ata Medam is Shabbos Linen Tarot. Understand the other Linen Tarot Chashiv Kamufubar. Despite the fact that Tarot is considered detached, Hainu Mushum Beit Rabbi Mikrat. Like we'll see later on, the special Psukim that are Marabe, a, a, a much broader definition of what's considered Mechubar for for Tarot. He says, for anything else, if, you're, if it's, you've got uh, onions that are taking root in the attic, it's considered menutak, it's considered kedushim, sorry, it's considered completely uprooted, mamash. There'll be no problem even on Shabbos, according to Rishlakish, to pull it out from the floor of the attic, even if it seems to have sort of taken root in the attic. So that's a machlok between Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish, whether the fact that for Tumantara and Amishnah, um, it's considered now connected to the ground, that it's Tahor, whether we can learn anything for other laws as well. Okay? And, and so therefore, Rabbi, um, Rabbi Yochanan says that really it's Patav al-Asur, because yes, it's not Derech Zriya, but on Shabbos, you still shouldn't pull it out, whereas Rosh Hashanah says, no, don't learn anything from the world of Tuman Tara. It's completely different. We'll see why soon. And therefore, if it's in the attic, it's considered Talush Legamri. On Shabbos, it's not even a problem. You can go upstairs and pull it out. So he says, didn't we see elsewhere? Now, what's this? This is another Mishnah. We learned this in Masat Kilaim. That if someone plants at the base, now not planting, he's storing a whole lot of, uh, I think it was onions, I think it was, mamash at the base of a, uh, under, under a vine. Because you, again, for storage purposes, they bury these things. He says, you've got no problem. You have to be choshesh mishum kilaim. It's not considered planting. Bichlal. You don't have to worry about shvis. You don't have to worry about masra. It's not, in other words, if things are growing out of it, you don't have to worry about that it might be tevel. Also, you can take them out from Shabbos. Mashma what? Lechatchil, you can take it out on Shabbos. So that's all part of the proof, if you like, of Roshim and Mishlakish, that, that it's, it's not bichlal considered planted if it wasn't like there. So Amrim Zira Lavao, Chami Ma Amar. So what's Chami Ma Amar? In other words, Bovera Er. So Chami is C. Ma Amar. So Bovera Er, Ma Amar Rish Lakish, the Rabbi Yochanan. See what Rabbi Lakish said to Rabbi Yochanan. In other words, let's be Medaic from this argument. What do we mean, Medaic? says, Lo Amar Ma Ichbeli Shabbos Gabemas, Begabe Tarot. His whole counter argument says you cannot compare Shabbos to Taharot. Again, switching the word Masrot to Taharot. Mashma what? His only argument was Shvi, uh, sorry, Shabbos. But maybe Shvi Ichbele, maybe when it comes to Shemitah, you can be. Since because if you planted something, you wanted it to be Asum Mishum Svichim, then maybe. Just maybe also it'd be patur laval asu, like like a uh, fashvit. I read you, um, Reb Chaim. He says the afagav the e nechalei basha u asu mishum svichi hachalo nechalei. See clearly you're not nechalei. And mutra mishum svichi halinyan chachila asu litmon b'shvis. Maybe it's asu litmon b'shvis, meaning to get all these onions and bury them in the ground. The havei because it'd be like zorea b'shvis. The lot aninan elat tomen enuchoshesh. 
the meaning if someone happened to have hid it and buried them for storage purposes. If you didn't have, if you were doing maybe then you shouldn't. So in other words, what's what's Rebbe Zira trying to saying to Rebbe Yavau? He says, look, the whole counter argument that Rebbe Shlakir said to Rebbe, to Rebbe Yochanan, he says, don't compare Shabbos to Tarot. Mashma what? He only seemed to exclude Shabbos. But maybe that Shvit, you can compare to Tarot, that Lechachil, you shouldn't torment, you shouldn't actually bury it in the ground uh, on Shvit, because it can be learned from it. So the Gemara says, absolutely not, you got it wrong. Amar of Mesha Lazira says, the Dahi Duruba. I don't understand it. Which is more Chamur? Isur skill on Shabbos of pulling something out of the ground, or Isur Svichim? Clearly, it's Isur skill on Shabbos. So if he says you can't compare Shabbos to Taharot, which is an Isul Skila, which is Mach Muchamor, Kavachomer Shviat as well. In other words, Rech Lakish only pulled the, if you like, the Muchamor part to show that even Shabbos you can't draw a parallel to. So it's Mamash Menutak for everything except for Taharot, to Mantara. Now, the Gemara says, Ilotana Batzel Yechidi Yehud. So what's this? This is a single statement here. And I'll read Rav Chaim again. Um, he says, Had Reb Shlakish said, had Reb Yochanan only been talking about a single onion, then Reb Shlakish would have agreed. Because that mission in Kilayim that we brought a proof for, the, the, it, that's, that's the whole burying, that's the whole storing, storing these onions underneath the, um, underneath the vine. That was, that's no, no, sorry, that wasn't onions, it was bundles of, Turnip and radishes. Because so, it's clear in that situation, you don't want the hashrasha. But if it's a single onion, then maybe In other words, the whole machlok, it seems to be, only regarding sort of large amounts, where it's much clear from your actions that you don't want, you don't want it for planting. However, if we're talking about maybe storing a single onion, then maybe Rish Lakish would agree with Rabbi Yochanan that really Lachila not, because it's not so evident what the purposes of what you're doing is for. Okay, next case. Hishushu Bakupa. What happens if it takes root in a basket? Hare Elam Becheskatan, we say it's Becheskatan the master, meaning that which grows is not Chayi Vichubas the master. If it's Shvi, it's going to issue a Svichim. And therefore, even if it was Tame, it doesn't come Tahor. In other words, that we say that it's not considered mechumar bichlal for anything if it just takes root in the basket. Okay, now hishrishu ba'aliyah if it takes root in the attic harayen becheskatan la masor shviit for masor and shviit there's no impact whatsoever. Ve'imayut meim if there were meim adumitumata. So he says I don't know. Now the gemara is testing it. Finally we get to the understanding of why suddenly for tuma and tara we say it's considered mechumar. However, for all these other things masor shviit becheskatan va'atamar alu. In other words. I don't understand. How can it be for these other laws, for Shvit, Masrot, all these other laws, it's not considered Mechubal Karka at all. We'd say that which grows is not, if it was, if it was a Rechul, it's still considered Chul if it starts growing out of it. However, you say for Tumantar, it's considered uh, now Tahor. I don't understand the Gemara says. So Reb Yossi B'Shem, Reb La says, no, Hator Ribta Batar Zrayim. The Torah has is all this Ribuyim. When it comes to Zrayim, as long as it takes root, even if it wasn't Derech Zriya, even if you didn't intend for it to be in a planting manner, for Taharot, we say it's considered Mechubal Karka, a special ribui only by that, and that's Xer Takatov. Ma'itam, because it says, V'chi yipol miniv latam, I'll call Zera Zarua Asha'i Zareya. Okay? So Tahoru. In other words, it's got these extra plant, the extra um, ribuyim, Zera Zarua Asha'i Zareya, 
anything that's Zeroah even if you didn't want it to be Ashasha. Okay? Fine. Next, continue. Tani Loitlosh. It says that you shouldn't pick it out on Shabbos. We've got a brighter that says you shouldn't pick it out on Shabbos. Avar Vatalash, if someone did, Itani Tani Chayev, Itani Tani Muta. So you've got two really polar extreme different uh, teachings. One is that it is in Bichayev Skila. Another one says Mutar, Mutar Legamri. So Gamaran, this is, again, I'm teaching this to this like, like Reb Chaim. says, Manda Ama Asir Matir, Manda Ama Chayev Patur Nichalev. Um, so he says, look, if it said Asur and Mutar, fine. If it says Chayev and Patur, fine. But you've got two polar extremes. How can you have one brighter that says Yechayev Skila and the other one saying that is uh, Mutar Legamri? If it was Asur Lutachila and Mutar, fine. If it says Chayev Skila and Patur Val Asur, fine. But how can I have two different brighter that are absolute polar opposites? So therefore... Delat sorcha meaning ela tzricha ta ela the delo sorry delot tzricha dala mean that's ela sorry ela chayev we're going to change a bit of the gear so here like when Rambam says either chayev and patur so according to Rabbi Yochanan we should the two brighter one should say chayev and one should say patur because he says lechachilalo if you recall and Rishon Meshlakish says no Amar one should say asur another one mutar so Rishakish Amar again changing chayev to say asur umutar. Okay, because he says, really, you're allowed to do it, so therefore the machloket is only in those two bright dots, whether it's mutar or patar valasur. Fine. So in other words, if you're already changing it, how do we change it? Now, let's begin the next Mishnah. Once it reaches onat master, if you call onat master, it was the early stage of development, it's already considered food, such that if you start, you can eat from a, from a snack, but if you wanted to have a kviut or, or you do these other things that might be koveya for them, then it would be Chaim and Trumas Amasra. In other words, on a master, when it enters the world of Trumas Amasra. Okay? So you can't sell payroll once it's reached. Lamisha Inunemana Mana Lamasra. Someone who's not trusted Amasra, also for Lobishvid, also for Kudusha Shviz. Right? Meaning he's not, he's Chashud to not eat them in a state of Tahara. Lamisha Hu Chashud Ala Shvid, someone who's suspected on Shvid. Okay? Lobishvid, not drink Shmita for someone who's Chashud on Shvid. Sorry. In other words, why is that? Because we don't want to facilitate, we don't want to facilitate someone doing an Avera. So in other words, the Isra is only once it reaches a stage where it's in the parish, if you like, when it's already considered food. Okay? Prior to that, if you're talking about a land, then it's so removed, meaning if only it's just starting to tiny little buds, starting to go out, little shoots coming out of the ground, it's not even a, or not master, there'd be no problem. It's only once it's food that it considered, that we, we say it would be considered being machshilo. However, if you want to sell your land in Bikru, and then the summer that's already started producing, Nutella to Bukhurot, you simply harvest those Bukhurot, or Mukhera Tashar, but in, in, despite the fact that we've taken some of them, you'll still be able to leave the Shar in the sale. Again, we'll, uh, Mr. Shem, we'll, we'll see how, This is just the Mishnah, we'll see the Gemara. Loim Kora Dame Tivno, Bet Gifto, Bet Zagab, Masro. Now, the Tevin is a straw after you've beaten out all the, um, all the grain. So you're not allowed to sell that again to someone who's not their man on a basrot. Why? Out of a concern, there could be still some grain left inside it, because not everything comes out. And he's concerned that you might, he might again, who might eat it without doing hafrasha. Similarly, the gefet and the zagiv. Gefet and zagiv is like the already pressed out olives and pressed out uh, grapes. The mishu and a man on a Someone's not trusted in a masrot. Why? Because that's Lord Simeon Mashki, because what is, again, he's doing, he might extract any juice and not also not have hafrasha. What about somebody else? Let's say someone gets some of these pressed out grapes and he purchases themselves and then presses out even more grapes to get a little bit of wine. 
meaning Why? Someone who for truma gedola, it's all it's on in his mind when he does so is Meaning he has in mind all these other periphery things. The kutaim are the um these the the shibulim, the sheaves that haven't been uh, properly threshed out. That sadim are the the edges um, of the of the pile that he hasn't seen. Right, that's the sadim. And this is important. Reb Chaim going to read now. It says, I mean, even even if he didn't actually mafurash have this intention when I'm taking truma gedola. I have in mind all these other places where it could possibly be. Kevin, it's a t'nai beitin hu. It's t'nai beitin. She trom ala kol. That's almost like stipulated pada halacha. That anyone who does hafrasha trom gedola, it is, it will work for everything, even the things on the sides, even the bits that might not have been fully pressed out. Hilkach mi trom gedola pato. Vechen simli b'shemen v'yayin dato ala gefet v'lazagim as well. Even these unpressed stuff, when he takes when he takes trom gedola from the wine. It also includes any juice that might be left out in the already pressed out grapes that someone might take later on and press it out and turn it into wine. However, importantly, calls ever trumagodola. This old tonight baiting other looks for trumagodola. Shein lo shiu minatora, because as we said, we've learned this before, trumagodola chita chat poteta kri, that even a small one kernel midoraita would be sufficient. Aval maaser ever trumat maaser, shintel medida, midda, all these other maaserishon, that it actually has to be a tenth. It's measured out properly. Those hafrashas are done exactly in terms of what's in front of him. Therefore, that's why the Mishnah is mechalic between Trumagdola and all the other masrot. Again, so if you take these already pressed out grapes and you squeeze a little bit more, Trumagdola is taken care of. Even if the owner didn't stipulate it. However, all the other masrot that have done mamash muduyak, those you'd have to manage yourself. You'd have to check out Maaser Rishon and Maaser Shani. Okay, we'll, uh, we're in the middle of the halacha, but that's already a break in Mishnah, so we'll pick up from here tomorrow. All right, Kolto, have a good day. Everyone.